Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie, and on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. If you are working on building a business right now where now is not just you, but also team that you have to build and um, systems that you have to put in place in order to reach bigger goals than anything that you've done so far, this episode is definitely for you. We're talking today about how to break the bottleneck, you, and why CEOs struggle to delegate and how you get to fix that. Now, the really, really fun thing about working with a lot of CEOs who are at that, you know, seven figure mark, make, making a million, two million, up to 10, 15 million dollars. And they've passed the point where they were able to just do it by themselves or them with a couple contractors. And now it's about building a team that's going to help them take their mission and their vision to the next level, right? The really interesting thing about that piece is. What comes up in terms of mindset is completely different. When I used to work a lot with entrepreneurs who were beginner and who were starting their business, a lot of their mindset had to do with doing sales and doing marketing and getting themselves out there and, you know, being like the face of that brand and learning these new skills. A lot of them, you know, a lot of them are not necessarily business experts or marketing experts or salespeople. And all of a sudden they have to go from their expertise as I don't know, a, a, uh, a health practitioner or a lawyer and having to now sell their services. That's where a lot of their mindset use um, really lies, right? But when you're dealing with people who are making multiple six figures, seven, multiple seven figures, the mindset blocks that come up are different, but they're just as important. And in some case, they're just as hard to get over. And that is why we're talking about this specific topic today, because um, even working with current clients, I know that this is a big topic for them when you're building team, the part around delegation and getting others to do what you used to do, to do it either at least as well or even better can be a thing. All right. And delegation is so important because at the end of the day, you as a CEO, there's one of you and you have 24 hours per day, no matter how amazing or productive or effective or efficient you are with your time. There is no way if you're, if you have big goals, there's no way that you can do it on your own. Even if you could, I would tell you that is probably one of the most dangerous things that you can do having your business just rely on you. It is something that I see a lot of consultants uh, do or people who have a practice is building it, but it's just really relying on you. It puts a lot of stress on you and it also is, it's just not safe for you or your clients to rely on, you know, just one person. You never know. Life is going to happen regardless. You want to just put yourself and your family and the people that you serve in a position where things continue to move, even if you're not able to work or deliver on your services, et cetera. Okay. Now, how does this happen? How do CEOs get to a point where they've become a bottleneck and it's hard for them to pull out? Think of it this way. And this is what, you know, it's called the paradox of success. Many CEOs will become the bottleneck of their businesses because they were just so good at what they do. 
you're so good at what you do and you've built a successful business by being very hands-on, by, you know, micromanaging every aspect of the organization from the inception in your mind of what the idea was going to be up to this point. And you've been deeply involved in every decision that was made in the business, right? And what it does in our mind is that we start to think of our success as directly tied to our level of involvement. Even when we know that we need to delegate. And I, I know a lot of people like that. They know that they have to delegate. They know that they need team, but there is the mental block that's still happening that is tying their success to their involvement. Okay. And so it creates this mentality of a doer versus a leader, even when they want to be the leader and not the doer anymore. Okay. And so that is really what's happening behind, like behind the seat in between your two ears. There's different reasons why we need to overcome that. Right. And I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, yeah, I know I need to delegate some of these things. You're going to be like, yeah, of course I know that. And some others might be like, oh my God, I didn't even tie the two together. Okay. Now, one reason why you really absolutely want to get to a position where you have the people to delegate, where you're able to do it and you're able to do it in a way that actually feels good for you is that number one, there is a cost to micromanaging. And when I say micromanaging, I'm not talking about you having the absolute intention of not letting go. No, that's not what I mean, because micromanagement can happen whether you want it or not, whether you intend it or not. And it's basically when you're in the weeds with your people who are supposed to be doing the thing, but you're in there with them. That, and you know, because you're for a different reason, it could be because you don't trust them or whatever, but that level of you being involved in the daily, you know, minutia of things, it's micromanagement and it's costing you. It's very time consuming and it prevents you from really focusing on the high level stuff that you need to do as a CEO, the stuff that only you can do. Okay. On average, there was a study, I have to remember where it came from, but that said that CEOs will spend a, an average of 17 hours per week doing stuff that they could delegate to others. Now, what would you do with 17 more hours in your week? There is so much, like your business could be transformed by you taking back 17 hours, taking back 10 hours even, right? So that costs you a lot of money if you're in the weeds with your team doing all the things versus being at the leader level where you're actually leading the business versus being in the details of it. All right. Another thing too, another reason is it has a personal cost. I just talked about the cost for the business. It's a cost in productivity and missed opportunities for sure. But there's also a cost in terms of the overwhelm that I see it create in CEOs when it comes to their personal life, their stress level, their health, etc. It's just like that feeling of, there is so much, right? And like, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I have to, I'm, I'm creating, I'm launching this new thing. And I have all of the day to day that I still have to be with my team, you know, behind them and, and, and supporting them on top of the new projects that has a personal cost as well, where like, you just don't feel at your best and you don't feel like you're showing up at your best for yourself and for your team. The other really big and important piece around delegating and 
the importance of it is the innovation piece of things. When you're not able to delegate, whether you refuse to, or you don't feel like your team is ready, or you just don't know how to do it, it will actually bring down the level of innovation that you can have within your business. Because you are so much in everything, either people can feel like, you know, they're not in a position to bring in new ideas, or they might not be able to bring in, you might not even have the bandwidth to think about new ways of doing thing because everyone is in the same fishbowl at the same time. Okay. When you delegate, you are able to create a buffer between you and everything else that's going on. You're going to have a very different perspective on everything. When you delegate your team, your people actually actually have more room to be able to innovate, to be able to be more creative and to take ownership of their work and to think outside the box. If you don't have people who are able to take ownership of their work, there's not going to be innovation and innovation in an organization cannot just come from one person. Okay. It cannot just come from you. So this is why it is so important for you to be able to get to a point where you can have the right team that you can delegate to and make sure that there isn't any mental block on your end to doing that. Is the road easy to having all of that? No, it's not. Like if there is one thing that I will tell you is that leadership in an entrepreneurial company, you know, small to medium sized business that's growing, that's using social media where you have team members all over the world and things like that. It's becoming more and more complex. And you also have more and more tools to make that possible. So, you know, two sides of this, two sides of the same coin. It is 100% possible. It is 100% feasible. And the benefits, the rewards that you get from being able to build, even if it's a small team of like two, three people, but small but mighty team that you can delegate to, complete change in how your business runs and your lifestyle as well. All right. Now, what are some of those mental blocks? Let's talk about that because I see them and it is it's crazy how it shows up in different people, but at the end of the day, it really falls within the same few, ca- you know, elements, different categories. It typically falls within the same each time. And we're going to talk about, you know, what you need to do. So one mental block that I see a lot people um, refer to is the lack of time. The lack of time, of course, like it, it, it's not just a mental block. It might really be the case, like where you look at your calendar and you're like, I have zero time to actually bring in someone and delegate to them and so on. The time that it would take me to train them, we're done doing it by the, by the time I, I even think about putting something together to get them ready for it, right? And so the lack of time is actually a huge mental block that I see for people and it disguises itself in a way that the opportunity cost, like the the time, because people are so focused on, you know, just this week or the next couple of days or the next month, the time they would save right now versus long-term, it actually perpetuates this problem. If you want to gain your time back, 100%, you have to give it a little bit more time, like change what you're doing during the day. Look at how you're organizing your time currently 
And I can guarantee you that there are some activities that you can pause. There are some activities that you can uh, cancel. There are some activities that you can decide to just wait a little bit while you're solving this big problem of delegation because the ROI of you being able to get your time back and reinvest it in your business, it's going to be exponential. So the I don't have time uh, uh, block that a lot of entrepreneurs have when it comes to delegation. Like I don't have time to even, you know, train them. I don't have time to hire somebody. I would say, let's make the time. Even if it means a little bit more suffering for the next 60 days, 90 days, if you were able to do that for 60 to 90 days, get the support that you need, put in the right people in place, but that this gives you 10, 15, 20 hours back, would it be worth it? I'm pretty sure it would. Okay. So the, I don't have time. That is exactly where you need to stop and make the time so that you can get your, your time back 100%. All right. The other thing that I hear a lot and that I see a lot is where the CEO does not necessarily trust their current team to execute as well as they do, which makes sense, right? If we go back to the paradox of success that we talked about at the beginning, you built this amazing business because you are amazing. Now, how do you ensure that the people that you're going to bring on are able to do it at the same level, that they're able to deliver at that same uh, quality that you've always had, et cetera. That level of, str- of trust, I have the deficit of trust. I have seen that in many entrepreneurs and it actually makes it very difficult for them to delegate and to have the right people in place that will execute for them. And here's the thing though, again, these are like, par- it's almost like a paradox again, the more you can find people to delegate, the more you're going to be able to trust as well, the more they're going to trust you. Because when you're afraid of delegating because you don't trust, believe me, the people that you're working with, your team, they feel that and then they don't trust you. Okay. That is just a reality. So one thing that I always ask clients when they're like, oh, I don't have time. I'm like, okay, where are you wasting so much time micromanaging somebody because you don't trust them? Just taking that time back would me, t- would give you so much more freedom. And in some cases, it might mean that you need to fire that person. Maybe they're just not the right fit. Okay. Maybe they're just not, um, you know, they don't have the expertise or they don't have the experience or there's something with their personality or the way that they show up. You don't, there's something that's not working for you. This is where you need to make a decision and either decide to keep and train or you need to, you know, fire and find somebody else. Really, really important. Staying on the fence like that actually does not serve you and it doesn't serve your team. So for this trust deficit, I really want you to ask yourself right now, if there is anybody on your team that you find that you're spending a lot of time micromanaging or like, being over whatever they deliver, you have to go back and you have to, you know, read it again and you have to correct and you have to, you know, polish or anything like that. If there's anybody like that on your team, it is actually making it hard for you to grow. And that's a bottleneck because now everything is still relying on you, except you have an additional person, which means more complexity. Okay. So if that's the case, this is where you need to ask yourself, why is this happening? 
If they're not the right person, you need to find a new person. If they are actually really good, but it's just that you have a hard time letting go, then that is something else. And that is the part that you need to address. All right. And it could be related to trauma. It could be related to all sorts of things. Um, I've, I've worked with a client before who was always like when it came to, when it came to sales team, she did not trust salespeople. So she was not able to bring them into her organization, train them and keep them because she did not trust them. And the reason for that was because she used to, when she was in corporate, lead teams of salespeople. For some reason, she there was always a lot of drama, always like really weird and nasty things happening, which in her mind tainted all salespeople. And if you don't have a sales team and you're trying to build your business to multi-millions of dollars, that's hard. Like if you cannot delegate to anybody else because you don't trust them or you don't trust their character because they're a salesperson, there's something there that need, that we need to work out. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Okay. Another piece that I see, something else that I see, fear of failure. Fear of failure can show up in so many different ways. But in this scenario, in this specific scenario, what I'm referring to is I, as the CEO, have always been successful because I was, you know, so involved in everything. What if by delegating, we actually fail, right? What if by, you know, having other people on my team and giving them this portion of what needs to be done, something happens and then it reflects poorly on me. And I see that happen. And I see that, you know, in conversations with clients, that for some people, that is a reality, like that is a fear. So here again, this is where we need to get out of that mindset where we feel like we need to control every aspect of the business in order to ensure success. It's tied to what I was talking about at the beginning, which when we don't pay attention, it becomes a mental block. Being so successful for, for a while on our own, it creates that mental block because we get tied to the idea that our success is due to our involvement. And it doesn't have to be just that. You could be way more successful just by adding more people on your team that you can delegate to who start taking on pieces and actually doing the work for you. Okay. So again, this has to do also with trust. This is something that you have to, and I really encourage you, whether it's therapy, whether, whether it's any type of like personal development that you can do to work on this fear of failure because it is stopping you and it is slowing you down, really. It is 100% slowing you down, all right? The last thing that I see as a mental block, and I really encourage you to think about whether this applies to you is I see a lot of people delegate bits and pieces of the business to people versus delegating either entire projects or actual functions. What's the difference in this? For example, let's say that you're thinking, okay, I need to uh, there's so much happening when it comes to uh, my marketing. And right now, like, I don't have the time. So I'm going to delegate, you know, my graphic design to this person. And then I'm going to delegate my content creation to that person or that agency. And then I'm going to delegate um, my social media, uh, my, my social media community, the management of it, I'm going to de delegate to this other person. What this does is you've delegated tiny bits of pieces 
but it's not true delegation. It's delegation just in terms of, I guess, somebody else doing the work for you, but you still have to be 100% involved because they're bits and pieces. None of those people is seeing the full strategy. None of those people is uh, is really understanding the full scope of what's happening. So you still have to be that person. And that is not serving you. If you want to get to a point where delegation is true delegation, that means bringing on in your team people who are thinkers and not just doers. In the first scenario, delegated to a social media manager and a content creator and so on, those people are doers. It's great when you're starting to build a team, when you're maybe at that, you know, 100K, 200K, 300K-ish, and, you know, you're trying to at least get a little bit of time back outside of all of the little doing things. But you cannot elevate your business to seven, multi-seven figure, at least if you have a very big vision with just a couple of doers. That's not true delegation, and it's keeping you as the bottleneck of the organization. If you want to build something that is truly self-led, a business that is going to gain in value because it can literally function without you, you have to have people who own their desk, meaning they own a function or they own a project, like something big where they can literally lead it from A to Z. Yes, they can need your support. Yes, to all of that. But they're the thinker as well behind it. They're not just doing things. That is where you get your freedom. And that is where your business gains value. Another thing, by the way, that I didn't mention as to why it is so important for you to delegate. I should have mentioned this at the beginning. It's so important. We teach uh, in, in, in how we consult with clients and how we, we mentor clients, we teach them how to build sellable companies. It's very difficult to build a sellable company when everything is relying on you, when you are the thinker and you are everything in terms of strategy in the business. You need to build a structure where things can function without you. That is where your business gains value, right? So again, coming back to my last point, you don't want to just start delegating bits and pieces. That's what you start to do when you're gaining traction and the success is coming. But if you want to build a true business that gains value, that is something that you can sell in the future, and that actually gives you lifestyle freedom, you need to delegate big projects. You need to delegate functions, having a leadership team at some point, right? Having people who can think with you, who can own uh, the responsibility of uh, of creating the outcome, of driving the outcome that you're looking for. All right. So I hope this gives you free a, a lot of food for thought. It is so important to learn to delegate, and it's funny that I'm ta- teaching about this now because this has been for the longest time my hardest thing to do. I remember even when I had my first team of consultants back in 2000, what 2011, 2012. That was the hardest thing for me because I'm the eldest in my family. I'm used to me having to carry others and do the things and provide for other people. It was very hard to get in the mindset of, no, I need to delegate and then be here as the person who guides and the person who directs and the person who supports and mentors. All right. So, but I learned my lessons and I have seen what the diff, what difference it can make for a CEO as well. 
when you're able to implement this in your business. And that is what I wish for you. So let me know what you think. Let me know where you're at when it comes to delegation and team building. And uh, if you have any question about this, definitely reach out to me. All right. I'm Kyrie Bar everywhere. And I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> there you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right. So thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon.